Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. Gain the insight and knowledge that thousands of business owners and their advisors have used to plan for the future. The BEI membership equips you with the proven process that enables owners to exit their business on their terms. Receive access to case studies, podcasts like the one you're listening to now, a resource toolkit, and so much more. Cement your position as the trusted advisor to your most successful clients. Get started today by visiting exitplanning.com forward slash membership. That's exitplanning.com forward slash membership. We are, we're back today to talk about some more of the issues that we've seen that are, that are sort of following professional advisors who work with business owners. And if you're a business owner who's listening, then these are kind of the issues that you're dealing with or that your fellow business owners are dealing with. And they're, and uh, as kind of a, kind of a clearinghouse for a lot of different work that's going on in the closely held business community. One of the things that we're trying to do is sort of keep our eye on issues that are popping up or trends that we're seeing or, or things that we think would be helpful to everyone. And then we kind of come here and, and share them and see if we can have some ideas that might help somebody. So, well, the thing that I wanted to talk about today is, is an issue that came up in a meeting or sort of on a call that I was on about a week ago with uh, about 15 different professional advisors from all around the United States. And they were from all different backgrounds and all different kind of levels, not levels, but uh, types of professional expertise. So all different kinds of people who are trained, you know, as, you know, in financial planning or in tax and accounting or in business consulting and coaching and uh, business kind of leadership and all different kinds of things. So we're all together and we're talking about a variety of issues. And one of the things that we spent some time talking about was this idea that there are a lot of advisors and and it, who will focus on a particular topic. And this is a topic that's also, you know, it's pretty prominent in what I would call BEI style planning. It's pretty important. And for those of us who are kind of, you know, uh, you know, sort of problem solvers and analytical types of things like that, it's a real, it's a really common jumping off point for doing work with business clients because it really helps us understand. And this issue is what we sort of shortened down to be called the gap. So for those of you who haven't heard of us talking about the gap, the gap is really this idea that there is a space or a misalignment or a missing piece between what a business owner wants and what they have. And so we're often going to look at that when we first get started in planning. We're going to look at the idea of you know, what, do you, what would financial security or financial independence mean for you? Uh, business owner, and can your business today provide that? And often the answer is no, because we have people that are kind of in a life cycle. They haven't gotten where they're going to, you know, ultimately trying to go. It would be nice if all of us could say that our businesses provide much, much more than we could ever want or need. But that's just not true for a lot of, for a lot of closely held businesses. So we I try to identify this thing that we call the gap, which is 
in many ways, a quantified difference between what a person, what, what a business can provide today and what we need it to do for us in the future in order to have either a successful future or a safe future or a secure future. And it's very financially driven. So John, wouldn't you say that this is you know, a pretty fundamental uh, topic in planning for business clients that it's kind of, it's kind of like a cornerstone issue? Well, I think for the great majority of businesses, it's, it's the case. It's only a relatively few businesses that have enough value that an owner can sell today and maintain his or her lifestyle. So there, a lot of exit planning is concerned with closing that gap between the resources the owner has today and those he or she will need uh, when they exit. So uh, that is something that we all we always look at in exit planning. Now, again, like I said, some owners' businesses are valuable enough where they can be sold and maintain the owner's lifestyle, or maybe the owner has a lot of outside resources, a lot of investment assets, so that there really isn't a gap between the resources they have and the resources they will need. Uh, so for most of us, more, a lot of exit planning is based upon growing cash flow, growing business value, so that that gap can be closed. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, you know, <clears throat> we're, we talk a lot about, as professionals, we're kind of doing a disservice to our clients if we don't put a lot of focus on this issue. And we, you know, and we have stories that we tell and some, you know, dramatic examples that we can bring that are that are related to you know what happens if we help someone leave their business and we didn't figure out what to do about this gap that it still exists and you know, uh, you know that can have really difficult consequences and uh, so we talked a lot about this in this meeting and then I sort of raised a question about trying to sort of maybe pull it in a very different direction because what I said was okay well. I understand how important this is. Everyone here understands how important this is. We can all agree it's a really important thing. We're gonna do our advisory best to make a lot of recommendations. But I wanted to raise the question, you know, is it always the thing that our clients wanna talk about? Is it the thing that's keeping business owners awake at night? And is it in some ways maybe does it does it avoid or ignore or overlook some of those maybe more emotional issues that are connected to people's businesses? And, and should we not maybe start there? Because the question that we were discussing in this meeting was, you know, is that a reasonable place to start? Is it a good place to start? Is the gap identifying it and what to do about it the right place to start? And I sort of wanted to turn it upside down and say, well, you know, it's very analytical and it's very left brain. And do our clients really respond to that when we say, oh, well, you know, the first thing I'm going to have to do is figure out what the gap is and what we're going to do about it. Do they care? And a lot of people in this meeting said, actually, they don't as much. And so while it's sort of, I think, one of these interesting issues that is incredibly important and absolutely critical for us to take care of, 
but it is maybe not the thing that a lot of business owners want to pay attention to or are thinking about, you know, when they do have a moment, they're thinking about their family, they're thinking about their employees, their community, their legacy, they're thinking about, you know, how much or how little they want to work and how they want to spend their time and how they want to look back on their life and say that it, that it, uh, that they feel, you know, had fulfillment and things like that. And, and so then the question that we discussed is, is that maybe a better place to start? I don't know if you have an opinion about it, John, you know, you and I are both pretty left brained. Uh, but I think we have, we've had lots of clients who maybe that was, you know, they accept that that's important, but it's not the place where they want to start talking. I don't know. How often do you think that comes up? Well, I think it's very possible owners don't think about that very much. Um, and I think it's because they equate business value Let's say the business is worth $3 million. And if they, I believe they think, well, if I sell my business for $3 million and I invest that in the stock market, life will go on. And that's not such a bad idea. So I don't really have to do a lot of planning because I've got $3 million worth of assets here, the business. And if I can exchange this, uh, and maybe along with a little bit more because I have to pay taxes when I sell this, I'll have two, th these assets are both of equal value. So I don't have to do a lot. I think that's the thinking that goes on. Owners don't realize that there's a huge difference between a business worth $3 million with its cash flow and the compensation it pays the owner and what that owner will have if he or she sells the business, it has only the ability to take money from the net proceeds from that business sale to live on. It, it's mm -hmm. probably, it can be 80 or 90% less than the owner enjoys today. That's what owners don't think about. I mean, and that's, I think, the job of advisors to explain to their owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. There's so many different things that go into the quantitative analysis of what do we have and what do we need and how will we, um, you're kind of hinting at, you know, preserve as much value as possible and how will we grow it to, the, to a place that is what we need so that then we can then you know, pay taxes on what we sell it for and try to use what's left. So I do think there is a lot of disconnect. And, and then what happens in a lot of these, I think a lot of actual planning work that's getting done is that if a business owner doesn't want to think about that right now, that's kind of our job as an advisor to accommodate their lack of interest in it and to bring it around in a way that ends up making sense. And so if my big concern is, you know, that I want to have, uh, you know, and my big concern is that I want my business to have, you know, been the leader in its industry. Or my big concern is that I want all four of my children to um, feel that they've been treated fairly. <clears throat> and I want my business to 
to have played a role in that, then then I probably would say that that an advisor working with that business owner does have to start with the thing that the owner cares the most about. They care most about their family and the kids feeling, you know, that that the family situation is fair. I guess we'll start there and we'll work on it. But then my job as an advisor is to not lose track of this financial gap issue and to make sure it gets addressed before we get done. Are you okay with that, John? Are you okay if I stop and talk about the, you know, the emotional side of what is it going to mean if the owner uh, doesn't get to go to work every day or the family dynamics or the, I want to take care of my top employees because they've been taking care of me. Is that okay to start with? Or do you think we still have to go back and start with this financial gap and really focus on it? Well, you've heard my story before when I was doing exit planning as a young attorney and I'd be talking to the owner about the need to know when she wants to leave, how much money she wants for the rest of her life and who she wants to transfer the business to. And that was it. That's all I wanted to talk about. And I'd have advisors I'm working with say, well, John, you know, there are these other concerns owners have, like the ones you were mentioning. I want to provide for the continuation of my business after I leave it so that the employees have jobs. I want to keep the business in the community. I want to uh, do other types of benefits for other people. And I would stop them in mid-sentence, these other advisors, and say, listen, that's way too touchy-feely for me. Let's stick with when, how much, and to whom. And, And of course, neither one of those by themselves is a correct approach. I've now come to realize that. It's sometimes hard, but I've come to realize that. And I actually have come to believe that the softer issues that you're talking about really are the trigger that cause a lot of owners to ultimately transfer ownership because they can achieve their financial and successor ownership goals at their timing when they want to leave and they can keep the business in the community and they can maintain the culture and legacy of their businesses by selling to an, maybe an ESOP or to the management team or the kids. So it's all of those that are really important. But I would not lead with the softer issues. Mm-hmm. I would, I would like, rather talk about all of them because I don't think one can take precedence over the other necessarily unless the owner doesn't care about those other goals that you're talking about. They really do want to exit. They want to be financially secure and they want to leave soon. I mean, the owners are going to tell us, the bottom line is they will tell us what we should be focusing on. You know, I think that's what we want them to focus on. Mm -hmm. And and I, I guess for me, it comes down to when I talk to owners or I talk with our members about the planning work they're doing for their owners, Almost all owners tend to want to maintain their lifestyle that they have right now, at least in terms of their compensation. They, if they're making $300,000 a year, whether their business is worth $8 million or $800,000, they don't want, really want to get, sell the business and have less money or maybe even more money. They just want to maintain the, their comfortable lifestyle that they have. And so I think that's a fundamental we have to find out, first of all, if that's accurate. It may not always be accurate with everybody, but if it is, 
we have to pay immediate attention to that if we believe there's going to be a gap between what they have today and what they're going to need to have to maintain that lifestyle. So for me, it's more of a lifestyle issue for most owners. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm, I've been trying to sort of re, kind of rethink and reframe a lot of this uh, because somebody in this meeting that I was in made a really good point, which was that uh, there's that businesses and particularly business owners often have more than one gap. And so the idea is that you may have a financial gap between business value and needed business value or, or any of the income factors or parameters or something like that. They may also have a gap in, you know, there's, uh, like as we've talked about before, what I want to be doing in my business, which is just sort of showing up and looking around and making sure everything's fine, and what I have the ability to do in my business, because right now I have to work really hard. That's a gap. And I may have another gap in, you know, how much maybe I have a charitable interest and there's a kind of a thing I would like to do. I would like to build a new gymnasium for the, you know, the, school that my kids went to or the soccer team, you know, I would like to put in a new soccer field or I would like to do some, you know, do something for animals, whatever it is. And, and, uh, and there's a gap between my ability to do that or the attention I can put on it and what I can do today. And I think that some of these advisors in this meeting were saying, you know, really all of planning is just identifying a series of gaps and then figuring out what solutions are most likely to fill those gaps. And I guess that what that tells us also is that when you're done filling all those gaps, you're, you're kind of done, you know, you're kind of done with your, your big blocks of planning work because you've taken what we want to achieve and what we currently have available to us to achieve that thing. And you've filled any differential between them. So I thought that was just kind of a nice way that, that they kind of rounded out the idea, which is that, a lot of us really do start from this very quantitative perspective. And some people in this meeting were even talking, you know, I have a slide that I show with a formula and I have a case that I show with all these numbers and I, or I have a model that I show and I put their real numbers into it. We talked a lot about that until we started talking about all these other things. And then we said, actually, there's a lot of gaps. And the concept of the gap is a nice <clears throat> way to think about what is it that we need, what is it that we need to accomplish and then we can start. We can start getting tools out of the toolbox that help us do that. Do you do you tend to agree with that? Well, yeah, I do. I think I think it's for planning advisors. And again, most advisors not, are not really planning advisors, but planning advisors simply need when they start to work with an owner and throughout their relationship, ask questions. What does the owner want? And and to ask for more information. Well, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to make sure that my kids are taken care of. Well, what does that mean? And uh, do they need to work in the business? Do we want to transfer ownership to them? What about the other kids? So it's just a lot of questions addressing a lot of different, it could be gaps, it could be issues, it could be concerns, however you call it. Uh, I, I think the one of the biggest problems owners have is that their advisors do not ask them 
enough questions. They're only asking them questions from their profession. So if I'm a CPA, I'm asking financial questions. If I'm a financial planner, I'm asking them about finances and their retirement. If I'm a lawyer, I'm looking at their legal documentation or their estate plan. So we all have our little areas of specialty, but it takes one of the advisors at least to have a much broader view and to sit back and say, gosh, what does the owner want? We need to find out what the owner wants and what the owner has and help him get to wherever he or she wants to get to. And I don't think very many advisors do that. Right. So I think if there's a, you know, if there's a business owner out there and they're talking to somebody, they should be saying, okay, well, you know, describe to me if, if an owner is looking for somebody to help them plan for the future, they're going to need to say, okay, you know, advisor X, describe to me what your process looks like and what kinds of what kinds of areas it would address. And if there's an advisor out there who's talking to a business owner for the first time, I totally agree with you, John. They just need to ask a lot of questions that will show they're just their interest in in solving a lot of these problems together or in parallel or as part of a, of, a, of a larger process. And if there's an advisor out there who's interested but just really doesn't wanna mess around with all these different kinds of things that could be going on, keeping all these balls in the air, then I think that advisor needs to just hook up with somebody who can uh, you know, sort of take that broad view, take that 50,000 foot perspective and keep an eye on everything. So there's a role for everyone to play and probably every uh, business owners should be demanding that they get comprehensive and more kind of broad spectrum uh, advice from somebody or coordination from somebody and advisors should know where they feel the most comfortable and should be able to make a connection with someone else if they, if they feel that there's an area that they just really can't handle, right? Yeah. I guess the only I wouldn't disagree with you, but I would just say most owners don't know what they don't know. Right. They don't know to ask those questions. They don't know which advisors to ask for those questions. I really feel the responsibility for well thought out planning rests with the advisors. It, it's not with the owner. They're mm -hmm. filled up to their eyebrows with stuff they've got to do every day. And this is nothing they learned on the job. This is something advisors have to do. And for the most part, we're not doing a good job. <laughs> well, uh, my purpose in life is to, <laughs> is to create better, more competent, more well-rounded, more informed advisors. And that is all we do all day, every day. So I'm hoping that the work that that we're doing and then the work with clients that intern that they're doing is, is doing some good. And the, the indications that I see are that, you know, is that the tide is turning and that uh, there's a lot more awareness among the professional community about the kinds of, um, the kind of issues they need to be prepared to handle and the questions that they need to be prepared to ask and understand the answers that they get from clients. But I do agree with you, it's really, it's really dependent on the on the planning community and the advi professional advisors who are out there. Because business owners have their own things that they specialize in. We don't need them to specialize in this as well. Well, I think that that's a good way to sort of to sort of uh, 
kind of reframe some of the questions that we ask or the approach that a lot of us are taking to the concept of the gap. Is it really a gap? Should we start there? Maybe. Are there other issues that are equally important? Sometimes. But that's why we plan, right? Is that we come up with these uh, issues to, to watch for. And then for every client, we're going to take it on its own unique kind of independent path. That's why it's so much fun to plan. It really is because no two plans are no two plans are the same. And for those of us with professional ADD, this is extremely helpful. So thanks, John, for being here today. Thank thanks you. Coming in and thanks, talking. Elizabeth. Thanks for those who are listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com. <laughs>